Hey and welcome to Tea with Tess, a weekly gathering of women across the world. I'm Tess Yonet, co-senior pastor of Link Church and the founder of the Link Sisterhood and Tea with Tess. This moment was created with the heart to encourage and equip you in your personal faith journey. As we explore God's Word, I want to encourage you to lean in, subscribe and keep showing up as we go somewhere beautiful together. This is a place where you'll hear from me and some of my very special friends that are near to my heart. For more information and resource, visit tessianich.com or connect with me on Instagram at tessianich. This morning, uh, I felt like I wanted to start a new series. It's called, If My Journey Could Teach You Anything, The Lockdown Diaries. And what I want to do is I want to, for the next few weeks, bring to you thoughts from different people, stories, thoughts um, from personal experiences, personal stories around what God has perhaps shown them in lockdown, things that they've journeyed through. So mine is, I've got three things today that I want to teach. There's lots more that I've learned in lockdown, but um, if my journey could teach you anything and sort of like ideas and thoughts and learnings from this moment in history. And my hope is that it will bless you, that you will feel, um, feel like you can connect with perhaps some of my stories, some of what I've journeyed through. Ha! I see you, Tony, and all the rest of you. Tony and I ran past each other. She is very fast. Tony is very fast. Um, so it's lovely to have you all on. Lindsay, hi. Hope you are all well. So I was just saying we're going to start a new series. If my journey could teach you anything, I'm going to, I'm going to introduce you to some of the best people I know, some of my beautiful friends who are going to share from their own lockdown stories and hopefully help you to connect with the heart of God um, through their own personal test testimonies. So that's amazing. And then I want to share communion. So I don't know if you have access to uh, juice or wafers or biscuits, but would love to take a moment at the end of this um, tea with test to, to share communion together. Um, as we head towards Easter, I just want to pray a blessing over you. It's such a beautiful, uh, very, uh, very significant time of the year. Um, it's not just a moment in the Christian calendar that we celebrate because we have to. It really does... All of what we believe, all of who we are, everything that we perhaps hold and um, the very thing that we live for flows from this moment, this, this incredible moment where Jesus dies and is risen and in doing so um, wins back humanity for forever and, um, and in that victory we find our freedom and we find our wholeness and we find our overcoming and part of what I'm going to share today stories of overcoming is because of the very fact that Jesus died and rose again that is that is what flows from that moment so thank you mans loves yes stories and testimonies are so important and my prayer that is that you know as we journey through this little moment where you hear from different people is that my overcoming and my learning um, would be a foundation of overcoming and learning and progress and forward movement for you. That it wouldn't just be mine, but it would literally launch, it would launch you into, into your next season of perhaps overcoming. It would be a foundation for you to stand on. Um, I love how um, the Bible tells us that when we gather together, something beautiful is released. 
and we are co-equipped, we are strengthened, should I say, by one another's faith. Romans 12 verse 1 in the message says we are, we are um, when we gather, we are strengthened, we are equipped, we are encouraged and comforted by one another's faith. So the very thing that I bring to you this morning should comfort you and encourage you and equip you and help you to launch into what God wants to do in your life. Amen? Okay, so if my journey could teach you anything, the lockdown diaries, number one, if you are a note taker and you feel like this would be helpful, is this God can and will use anyone and anything. Simple? Yes. God can and will use anyone and anything. It's not so much about our ability, but rather our availability. And you've heard me speak very passionately about this before. Um, I've, I've, I've come up with um, statements and words that I've loved and heard and perhaps um, brought them to the, our church and our house and our people because I feel so passionately about them. You'll often hear me say, I'm here for it. It's my way of saying I'm here. Yes, I'm in. Um, and that is my response to God is, God, I'm here for it. And um, you guys are also kind. Um, and so the reality is, is that, um, when we say yes to God, it doesn't matter. Our ability doesn't matter. Our, our life and our past doesn't matter. When we say yes, God can use us. It's our surrender that counts. It's not our perfectionism. It's not our ability to get things done. When it comes to God, when it comes to the way that he works, when we say yes, he has something to work with. He's not interested in our performance. And so, yeah, thank you, Jesus. I'm so grateful that God doesn't look at me and go and, and assess my performance according to how he can and will use me. It's not about that. It's just about my heart that says, yes, God, yes to it all. Um, and, you know, this, this, is, this, is, this has been a real, uh, what's the word? This is a marker for my life. Um, I know, I know that I'll be remembered as a girl who said yes to God. And I don't say that arrogantly, I say that out of a genuine confidence and security, knowing that my relationship with my father is one where he has, he has put things in front of me. He has perhaps um, made me um, see things, you know, I've perhaps felt overwhelmed by some of the things he is leading me towards. And yet, because I trust him implicitly, because he has so beautifully transformed and rescued my life, I can't help but say yes. It's just, it is, it is who I am, it is what, it's just the overflow of my life, it's a marker for my life. And, but, it, but in lockdown, it, um, when we were stuck in Mauritius, it was like, it solidified within me. I knew, I knew that I was a yes girl, I knew that I was up for it, I knew that, you know, yes to God was something that was, you know, is something that's a very much a part of who I am. But I saw it come alive and Mauritius. I saw the challenge and I saw the pain and I saw the fear in front of me. And yet it was almost like um, I thrived off the challenge. I thrived off the fact that I was having an opportunity to say yes to Jesus again. That I was uncomfortable, yes, but there was an opportunity to surrender all of that and go, God, make something of this moment. And, you know, my mom is so beautiful. I don't know if I showed you this, but she made me a journal to... Um, to celebrate Tibet Tess, that's uh, turning year, a year old very soon. And she put the words 
that I said or wrote. I don't even remember doing this, but she put them on the front and it says this, when I look back at the season, when I consider the trials and recount the suffering and when I acknowledge the pain and loss, when I look back, I want to be able to confidently say that I used my life to shape an atmosphere of hope, faith and joy. That I prayed and encouraged until I could no longer find the energy to do so. Like, I don't remember saying that or writing that. She somehow found it somewhere. And you know what? This is the reality is that that was a yes. That was me saying yes. That was very, that, that came out of moments, very intimate moments, where I was very undone and unraveled by what we were experiencing. My kids were freaking out and falling apart. And I would find myself at the washing line doing my own washing and rushes 50 to 5 times a day because we hadn't packed enough clothes. <laughs> and all I'd wanted to do was just have a holiday, just bearing in mind. And I would find myself at that washing line, surrounded by mosquitoes, crying out to God, saying, this is the most uncomfortable I've been in such a long time. I don't know what you're doing, and I don't understand why this is happening, but I'm just telling you that I'm here for it. My answer is yes to whatever you are doing in this moment. And as if I'm speaking on behalf of my family and my children. Um, and, and it's yes, God. Like, it's yes. Like, if we're here for a year, it's yes. If we're here for three months, it's yes. If we're here indefinitely, it's yes. Like, the answer is yes. Um, and, you know, God then shaped something very beautiful from that moment. And I'll forever be grateful. Thanks, Linda. You just reminded me where I can find it. I want to go look for it. But I wanted to share, you know, there's this word in the Bible, and you've used this a lot, and it's something that we share um, this great love for words and um, just what God, how God uses them so beautifully within scripture. But it's the word hineni. And if it's, when you translate it directly in the Hebrew, it doesn't mean yes. It means here I am. Because sometimes we say yes to the wrong things. Um, and God so beautifully uses the, those words, here I am, to speak of our presence and surrender. And so you see it in the story of Jacob and Esau where, where Jacob summoned to the father and he answers and he says, Hi, Nanny. You see it in, in um, when Joseph is having to um, follow in obedience to the, um, the, guy, the, the pharaoh guy that's ruling at the time, the ruler of Egypt. Here I am, he says. It was not easy for Joseph. He was not living within what he knew. Um, there was a lot of stress and discomfort and risk of death. And yet his response to the moment is, here I am. You see it when David responds to the call of God to go to battle, here I am. And, you know, I love that, that word, Hainini, because I once heard a, um, a commentary on it, how Abraham also used this. And God asks him to leave what's familiar and to go into something new. And his response is, hi, Nini, here I am. And this person, I think it was Darlene Check actually, she said, it's almost like the words were out of his mouth before God had even finished. And so what she likes to say is, um, the part of hi, Nini, this understanding of these words is, is us saying, here I am, and it's yes before you even ask. It's God doesn't even have to ask. The whole, the, the way that we live our lives is so surrendered and trust that um, the spirit of our lives is hi, Nini, here I am, it's yes. 
you don't even have to ask. And I love that. And I think if, if my journey could teach you anything, the lockdown edition, it's that um, saying God, yes to God will never find us outside of his presence. God can and will use anyone and anything. He will take the most dire of situations and turn them into something glorious and stunning. And if I knew now what I know about our moment in Mauritius, I would have rested in the knowledge that God is good and he is working it all out and I should make the most of it, um, you know, more than I, I did. And um, I really do want to encourage you girls to ask yourselves the question, how can you say yes to God today? How can you position yourself within your posture, um, within your heart to say yes to God? Because I promise you, you will never, ever regret that yes. It will always be something that you are forever grateful for. Um, and so I just want to encourage you in that. And the second thing, if I, my journey could teach you anything in, in lockdown, it's that there is nothing. Everybody, write nothing in the comments right now. There is nothing more necessary than kindness. Nothing. Genuinely, the world <laughs> is losing the plot. Wow, I just saw a comment tomorrow. I'm going to message you. The world is losing the plot. Okay, it, honestly, like daily, I am just, I'm bowled over by <laughs> some of the absolute ridiculousness that I encounter. And I just don't, I, just, I have a solution for most things it's called kindness genuinely it is the most necessary thing for this world right now um kindness i want you to hear this today and also can i just say i'm speaking to the i feel like i'm preaching to the choir here you this community is the most kind encouraging stunning community that i've ever been a part of honestly so I just want you to hear this word and don't know that you are a kind people, but I feel like we need to take this message to the world. <laughs> Kindness has the ability to heal. It really does. And you know what? Like, I don't think we'll ever regret being kind. Just like we'll never regret saying yes to God. We will never regret kindness. And, um, You'll have heard me say this a lot in the last season, but um, one of the greatest markers of COVID, of, a, of this global pandemic, is anxiety. There are, there are many markers, but one of the greatest is anxiety. People are anxious. People are having panic attacks. Psychologists can't keep up with the demand. Um, Counselors can't keep up with the demand of, of people's need. 
there is, the world is panicking and anxiety is at an all-time high. All of us at some point, I think, are navigating some form of it. Uh, for others, it's, you know, for some of us, it's more extreme than others. And you've heard my journey around dealing with anxiety. But I'm hearing daily people are experiencing panic attacks, unable to sleep, unable to function normally. We, you know, kids really struggling. And it's from a space of anxiety. And I love how Proverbs 12 verse 25, I'm going to link it back to kindness now. Anxiety in a man or woman's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. That word good within the Hebrew can be translated as cheerful, the best word, a glad word, a better word. So anxiety is weighing humanity down. What is going to lift that weight and remove anxiety the proverb says, is a good word. Kindness, cheerfulness, a better word. And you know, the thing about proverbs, I just want to be clear with you, proverbs are principles in the Bible. They're not, um, they're not uh, given facts. If you are kind, you will heal someone's anxiety. That is not what this is saying. It's, it's a principle, which means it's very, the probability is very high. Amen? So what it's saying is, anxiety weighs a man down, yes, but a good word, a kind word, a better word over someone's life can make him glad again. And I just wonder what it would look like to, you know, give the principle a go. See how it pans out by being just a little bit kinder with our words, with our presence. You know, I can sometimes be rushing around um, life <laughs> and my presence is not kind because it's like I haven't taken the time to stop and greet and just say, how are you? Like it's, you know, and, and I think I want to be better at that. I want to have a presence that emanates kindness. When you see me, you're like, oh, that person makes me feel glad. Why? Because I am kind. And my hope and pray for my life is that when people step into my presence, when they encounter who I am, anxiety would lift off them because they encounter a good word, a better word, an encouraging word. They encounter kindness. They feel it. They sense it. Um, and you know, like I read a lot on the internet about kindness this morning just to kind of like, you know, what's this whole kindness thing and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, you know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? You just try and like add thoughts to the thoughts. <laughs> uh, um, and do you know how many times it came up? People, um, it costs nothing to be kind. Guys, it's a load of junk. I just want you to know it will cost us everything to be kind. Because you know what? The worthwhile things cost something. They do. And, you know, sometimes being kind to someone who's, you know, struggling or has not been very nice to you or has uh, hurt people that you love or is not perhaps doing what you hope they would do in life. Perhaps they're a staff member. Perhaps they're a child. Lord, help us with the lack of kindness in our children. Um, yeah, I just... I just feel like 
I totally lost my train of thought. But we can we can be it's gonna cost us something, basically. It costs us something to give away kindness, to give away our best when what we're receiving is perhaps not. And so don't buy into the lie that kindness will cost you nothing. It does cost something, but it's so worthwhile. And this world is desperate for it. It is crying out for people to become a presence of kindness in this complete chaotic mess of anxiety. I love how Romans 5 verse 8, it's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, it says, but. God demonstrated his love for us. For while we were still sinners, Christ died. We didn't sort ourselves out, get our act together, arrive with all the yes gods, and then he went, mm, yes, now Jesus can die for them, because look at them, good job, you guys, you've got it right. No. The very great demonstration of God's love for us that we that we the very thing that completely wrecks me when I look at the Easter story is this understanding this crazy notion that while I was still a sinner even now sinner God saves and redeems and restores through his son he did it and he's still doing it even when we aren't ourselves. And I want to be like that. I want to be like that. I want to be that girl. It doesn't wait for people to get it right. and doesn't wait for the best responses. and doesn't wait for it all to work itself out. But rather the girl that says, I want to be kind. I want to be presence of kindness. Okay, I'm talking so much and I'm running out of time, but the third thing I just want to tell you, if my journey could teach you anything, if my lockdown story could teach you anything, it's that you can't miss God. And I heard Lisa Bavia say this last week and it hit me in the heart uh, once more. Um, she said, you know what, you can't miss God. One of the greatest things people are asking all the time is when they see her, it's like, Lisa, I'm so scared, I'm so afraid that I'm going to miss God. And she says she has the standard answer now. Uh, you know, you are not going to miss God because he is a very big target. God is big. He, the magnitude of him, we can't even fathom in our humanness. We are just so frail and feeble that we could never fully comprehend the bigness of our God. It's impossible, impossible to miss him. And you know, one of my, my most prayed prayers as a child, before I even knew Jesus and he rescued me but I had had this relationship with God that was forming from a young age I used to pray um please don't pass me by God I don't know who you are I don't know where you are I don't understand it all but I'm just praying please don't pass me by please don't leave me out and you know what God has proven time and time again over my life that he is a very big target and he will never pass me by that I cannot miss him and if my lockdown story could teach you anything it's that when we say yes and we just surrender ourselves and we sit available waiting for him or just carrying on with our lives you know sometimes you're just living life he intercepts that he comes alongside we don't have to try and hit the target he's coming after us and that is the goodness of our God we can't miss him 
He works everything for good. That is the truth. That is the promise. It's not a proverb. It's a promise in the Bible. For we know that our God works all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. That is a promise. We cannot miss him. Even if we make the wrong turn, even if we make a wrong decision, he will work it out. We cannot miss him. And so I hope that has encouraged you. I could talk for days about what this year has taught me, but I'm running out of time. So in this last little minute to go, I want to share communion with you and wish you a very happy Easter. This is the most beautiful, significant moment of the year, and I want you to be present in it. Allow the magnitude of what Jesus did and who he is to wash over your life. Allow it to minister to you. Allow it to speak to you. When you turn to your church online on Friday and on Sunday, I want you to turn it up loud and I want you to be in the moment. Even if the kids are going crazy, it doesn't matter. Just be in the moment. Be present. Be there for what God has for you. I know it's going to be stunning and so... I just want to say thank you, Jesus, for who you are. And this Easter, we take, um, we just remind ourselves again, Jesus, of all that you are and all that you did, that your body was broken beyond repair so that I can be whole, that every single woman watching this morning can be whole. And I thank you that because of your body, because of all that you leverage for us, we can have the fullness of wholeness and healing is our portion. So we receive it in Jesus' name. We thank you that your body gives us righteousness. And we just want to we just want to receive the fullness of that this morning together. And so we receive communion and we receive your body. And then we thank you, God, for your blood that was shed. We thank you for what it represents we thank you that it redeems we thank you that what it does every drop that was shed brought something back for us our freedom and our forgiveness we're praying and we're saying thank you at the same time with everything that we are this morning just shout loud thank you jesus and so let's um just take a moment to say thank you jesus all of who you are and I just want to pray a blessing over each and every one of you of your families I pray wholeness and healing I pray freedom and forgiveness I pray a real and um, personal and beautiful encounter with our God this Easter as you take time to remember um, as we take a moment to just presence ourselves in the remembering of him and I will see you online. I will be there on Friday at 8.30 and Sunday at 8.30. Our services are stunning. Stunning. They are going to blow you away. Genuinely blow you away. So I'm going to be there. Come and say hi at the pre-service. Um, I'm going to be online commenting away like mad. And i um, just excited to see you all there. And hope that you have the most beautiful weekend. And I will, I will not see you next week. We have the beautiful Amber McMillan who's going to be sharing her journey, the Lockdown Diaries edition too. So don't miss it. Say yes. Arrive with a whole surrendered heart. Okay? I love you and um, I'm praying for you over the weekend. So much love. Bye.